0: Hi, this is Ariana Evans and you are listening to I See You Mama, a podcast where we talk mom to mom about what feeds our soul. Sometimes we talk about silly stuff or funny stuff, serious stuff, but we always talk about the good stuff. You never know what you're going to get and you never know what you're going to hear about and that's fitting because that's exactly what motherhood is like and we are growing souls without losing our own. So, welcome! (laughs) This is my guest today is Caroline Lee. A friend um, from East Nashville neighborhood. We've known each other for several years now. Four? Five? Probably as long as our kid, my oldest, has been at our elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met, as with many other guests, we met on the playground. playground. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, playground. oh, the playground. I think I'm just going to go form a new playground. <laughs> like, this is the new playground. It's 8 a.m. Bring your coffee. To our next school as they go to middle. Oh Oh, no! (laughs) So Caroline and I I are fresh off the fourth grade uh, award diploma thingy, where they're like, "You're graduated, but we still have one more week. (laughs) Uh, We might just goof off or watch movies. Pretty much watch
1: movies."
0: (laughs) And um, because May, as well as being like a million other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, May is um, Foster Care Awareness Month. That's right. And I'm bringing Caroline on specifically because she has been a foster mom for how long now? Almost two years. Yeah. That's a good long stretch. Mm -hmm. You're a veteran. I guess. (laughs) So we want to talk about that, like her story, how that all began for her family, and um, specifically ways if you are listening and you're like, I could never foster Kids in my house because uh, I personally, me, Ariana, could not pass a home inspection. <laughs> There's too much mess over here, y'all. Um, but there are other ways that you can be involved. So we're going to talk about that. So tell me what possessed you <laughs> to say, yeah, let's bring some more kids. We got four, three. Three. Let's, let's add some more. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, well, it was, it was crazy. So many years ago, my husband, Adam, and I spoke about how emotional we get in those movies when kids are adopted, and like that football movie with Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Um, The Blind Side. The Blind Side, and just any story you see on the news, it was like a real tearjerker, and I said, why can't that be our story? And then fast forward, I don't know, three, four years, and I had a weekend basically to myself in Chicago, and it just like hit me
0: yeah
1: hey remember when and you always think those stories are good yeah there are hundreds of thousands of kiddos in just america alone that need a home right so originally we started off with we're just going to straight up adapt from the foster care system
0: okay so we went to quite a step yes like we need more kids permanently yeah permanently
1: so after talk after praying about it for a good solid month I told Adam and he looked at me and he said I guess I can get on that idea meaning like I have a lot of crazy ideas
0: <laughs> and so then do you feel like that's true for you you have a lot of crazy ideas no <laughs> or I don't share them out with I them do either. I have a lot of harebrained <laughs> ideas and Matt's like what Come on! I mean,
1: sometimes they are like, "Hey, this family of seven needs a place to live this summer." <laughs> we we should have a live. rec room. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so then we went to like an intro to adoption through the Bethany Adoption Agency. I think they're national. I know there's a bunch in Tennessee, like in Knoxville. Anyways, and uh, my husband has cried only two other times at my wedding, and then when his grandfather passed away, and then when he saw. Some of these videos, like, um, mm. like kiddos that were adopted yeah. as an older kid or a biological mom who chose adoption for their, her baby. Yeah. And then um, families who couldn't have babies and adopted, like, an embryo. He was a hot, hot
0: mess. <laughs> we're, uh, we're calling you out, Adam. Mm-hmm. You're a hot mess. So then... Oh, I'm a hot mess about those two. Oh, wait. Like, like I was all laughing the only because he was
1: crying, but I think if I was by myself, I might have been choked up, too. <laughs> but then we knew that it was going to cost money, just like any adoption, private adoption. And, you know, we spent a little bit of time praying about that. And then we just, I decided to jump the gun and go through our foster care training through DCS. Because I wasn't willing to wait a few months before the Bethany one st- started. <laughs> and then we just got hooked. Like, normally they don't recommend you do that. You have to choose to do foster care, just foster care through DCS. They won't certify you to go and leave to do another agency. Yeah. And so we did the class, and they were great. We met other people in Middle Tennessee who want to be foster parents. And it took quite a while to get it all figured out. I would say six months. Which seems like a long time. It's really not, right? But it's when you are waiting for such a huge change. Um, it seemed like forever. Yeah. And so, enter sibling group number one in September twenty. What was 17. it?
0: Seventeen. Was it seventeen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Had them for a couple months. Took some time off around Christmas time. Injured my eyeball. Really good. What? Do you don't
0: remember that? I mean, vaguely. I can't remember what you did to Uh, it. Oh. The worst. Maybe it has to be another podcast. (laughs) Is there a patch involved?
1: Yeah. I feel like there was a patch involved. How not to injure yourself at the YMCA. (laughs) And then enter Second Sibling Group. Yeah. um, Which they were with us for almost nine months.
0: And those are the ones I got to know the best. Yeah. So,
1: Ariana, this is how she mentioned how you can help besides being a foster parent and Ariana in the beginning was like, I'll take him. And <laughs> little man was three, three
0: yeah,
1: in diapers, not eating a whole lot of real food.
0: And I had a big guy too for like a couple, a couple of
1: days who was also in diapers and he was six
0: and not eating real food and
1: not eating real food. So she did it anyways because I was working and had to uh, work and she did it. And that is one major way. I'm sure we'll get back to that yeah. topic in a little bit. But that was one major way because it was crazy.
0: Yeah, and they came over. Like I just babysat them.
1: Yes, it wasn't like they weren't day.
0: staying here. No, they were. They're just, just hanging to out because you're a man with and the F- my little man school, right? Yeah, and in 2017. Yeah, he was the only one left home, so it was perfect. Everyone could play. Uh, the little,
1: little man for me, it took some time to warm up, though.
0: Yeah, like, other guy, big guy was great. Yeah, warm up to you personally, or for you to warm up to him. What um you, well, I meant when he came here. Oh, it took him some time to warm up to being here. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what is happening. I'm at all these houses. I'm just being <laughs> what. Yeah. So there you have it
1: in a nutshell. I mean, yeah. there are lots of, um, hills and valleys trying to get that all done and paperwork and certification. But
0: yeah, but I, I, I mean, I didn't mention, I'm to this to you in person, but not on the podcast, like a big shout out. I watched my sister mm-hmm. go through the same sort of process with her. Um, she has a big family. She and her husband have four kids and then, um, they fostered and it is, you know, like I think there's this like, oh, you foster Mm -hmm. some kids, but like kids don't get into the foster system because they're like well adjusted and fine. Like some serious stuff went down. Like they don't lightly take children away from their parents. No. I mean, I'm sure there's like sensational cases of like there was nothing, I did nothing wrong, and they took my kid. Like I'm sure those those cases, sure. and and people talk about that. Like, but in on the whole, like kids don't come to foster care and go, oh yeah, I'm totally fine. Like you get kids who have like serious aces, so mm-hmm. the adult or adverse childhood events. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a whole list of them. Mm-hmm. To serious serious aces. So serious sort of like things that have affected them developmentally, mentally, physically, emotionally, like across the board. You're getting essentially like a walking tragedy story Mm -hmm. that comes in through your door. Yes. And then you just got to love them. (laughs) In the hot mess that walks through your door. Yes. And that I find like... The meeting a kid's physical needs is like, I don't know, for me at this point, this long into parenting, I'm like, yeah, feed you, take care of you, like, okay, yeah, place to sleep, not yell at you, mostly. (laughs) My kids might differ in that opinion. Um, But like, meeting physical needs is one thing, but like, meeting kids where they are Emotionally, when they've come off a hard place, mm-hmm. that is like the part that but really so, heart broke my heart a lot.
1: And sometimes it's they don't even know that is how it should be, right? They don't know how a mom should be with a son or a right. daughter because they've never seen it. And what they know in their short little life is what they believe to be true,
0: right? Or that like, humans live in houses, yeah, and not under. In a cardboard box. Like or a car. Or a car. Or like from house to house every few weeks. Yeah. Packing up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Or in squalor. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Like, and that humans are are fed every day, mm-hmm. like multiple times a day. Like, mm-hmm. what? We eat? Mm-hmm. Food? Like those things, like, I would just lay, like lay in bed and think about. Your two mm-hmm. kiddos and like boo-hoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, honey, I have to tell you the story, mm-hmm. just from like just hanging out with them and watching them as they didn't know how to negotiate, and, like yeah. life, mm-hmm. and I would just sob. <laughs> and Matt was like, "We're not being foster parents." I'm like, come <laughs> on! I, just, I was like, "That's not stories. why I'm telling you the story." I just love these little boys, like. You know, that was watching her. So, like, how did that, how was that for your, like, how, what did that journey look like for you, for your kids, for your husband, for like your whole family unit? For the, the, the for, you know? For I all of all it. Them. For all of it. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll call them Sibling Set 1, Sibling
1: Set 2. Yeah. So the first set were middle school age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we had uh, my oldest had said she's fine with someone her age or a little older because she's always wanted an older sister. Right. Come to find out, that's not true. Right. She didn't do very well with another strong female personality. Mm. That was a child. Yeah. Um, That was, I mean, at times they got along, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is just how it's supposed to be. And um, she came with an older brother who, um, it was just an unfortunate For them, because they needed a stronger advocate, um, yeah, and who was willing to see that we were floundering as with these two with such trauma in their life, Um, and so that was hard because we had no access to therapies until it was too late, Um, and too late meaning like. They had to leave, yeah. Which sucked, yeah. But they had to. Like, I, my kids, my kids' safety had to come first,
0: right? <clears throat> so, how did they? But, like, how did how did your family as a group feel about like fostering going in? Sure.
1: Um, so we, my husband and I, both were advised to
0: speak to our older kids because
1: um, our younger one at the time was like three. Yeah, and he doesn't didn't know. I mean, just it wouldn't be yeah. a fruitful conversation. Like, what are we gonna talk about? Yeah, and also cars, right? And there's lady McQueen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for my older two at the time were ten and seven or eight.
0: Yeah,
1: and my son, the eight year old, had said they're just gonna make too much noise. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's not like
0: a game changer.
1: No, it's not a game changer because he makes plenty You're of noise himself.
0: <laughs> You're the loudest kid. Exactly.
1: So it wasn't like, oh, man, I feel like I'm going to not see you enough or your time for me for me will be gone. It wasn't like that. Yeah. And then my oldest was excited. Yeah. She's got sometimes, as we approach preteen, um, a sensitive, tender heart to those that need help. Yeah. Um. And so she was all about it. Yeah. Because she wanted uh, another female, another female child in the home.
0: Right. As opposed to, oh, I yes. feel like my daughter feels that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I need, we need more like, girls mm-hmm. over here because mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'm outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and So, so they, it, was, were, it was like a hopeful, like, yeah. going in. Uh-huh. And I, um, so did you feel like that kind of shifted as you were more in it? Like, to more like, yes, oh, this is mm-hmm. reality.
1: Mm-hmm. Had that conversation not gone well where like it caused deep anxiety because mom and dad will have to be super busy with whoever comes into our home. And it wasn't, I mean, one was more of noise. Yeah. Which is trainable and controllable to the, for the most part. And then right. the other one was more like, yeah, I want to do this. This sounds like, um, and even if there was any hesitancy, um, they would begin telling other people in their little worlds that don't involve their parents about being a foster family. Mm-hmm. And then that told us that, oh, okay, so they are kind of excited yeah. about this yeah. journey.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, they were quote unquote bragging. Right. <laughs> Whether or not that's good.
0: I mean, that's brag. You know, you gotta brag on something, right? Well, right. Yeah, exactly. So I know that, like, for you guys, like it was a true eye opener mm-hmm. to like have kids come in who are really like, ooh, here's yeah. a, this is a this is a different, yep, kind of thing we're dealing with.
1: So our second set came in, and to in my opinion would be the epitome of any child that comes into foster care. Like this is what the worst of the worst could look like on right. that first night. Right. Uh, and oh. so that was shocking Yeah To everyone And yeah. they came rather late At night? Uh huh I mean on a school night too Oh gosh So um, There's no predicting No there's really not They say okay we're coming after 6 I like, alright Alright we'll be here And so it's more like 9pm Yeah And so everyone was waiting Because I knew they were coming And they walked in And I said Oh I thought we were getting boys Because they had such long hair. Oh. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. And so from then, it was just that moment when these children walk into their home, for the longest time, I analyzed my vision of what happened and my perception of what happened. Yeah. And then after time, it begins to shift. And so I try and see it as they step into my home, what that is like. Yeah. And I, I can't. I have no not prior knowledge of that. Like, I can't make a movie in my mind about how they must be feeling because right. we are complete strangers. Yeah. So, but it's...
0: And there's so little, like, to process that, like, you know, like a kid going through, like, here's all I've ever known. And now I'm at a new place. Where I know no one nothing and no rules like there's like i feel like our families have like a Mm -hmm. these are like the sort of like this is the way we work Mm -hmm. this is our family system Mm -hmm. like things that may fly in other people's houses
1: don't fly don't fly
0: here and (laughs) and you have to learn that even when we have like guest kids Mm -hmm. over i'm like at mrs evans's house we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how, this isn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. And if you persist, you're going home. Mm-hmm. Well, and <laughs> and so, like, coming yeah. in, like to a whole new family system, like, how does this work? How does this? So
1: I think with the second set, because they were, they were such in a state of instability and um, being unsafe and probably extremely ill, mm-hmm. um, physically ill from malnutrition and stuff, that our main goal was to get to them a place of stability and safety.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and no one trains you on how to do that. Right. I was like, so you said we need to get to them a place of stability and safety. What, what look they, like? Like, what What do I do? Yeah. Because normally you're like, all right, I have school age children. I need to get them enrolled in school. Right. Or they need to go to the doctor or what have you. Yeah. Um, and this time it was, nope, we're not going to worry about getting them enrolled in school or changing their diets or anything. They just need to
0: feel stable. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. Oh, gosh. I remember, like, and I don't mean to say all this is, like, a deterrent for people who are thinking about fostering, mm-hmm. but, like, it it is not this rosy idea. No. Like, the blind side, <laughs> <was wrong>. what... <laughs> That's like That's so a fancy unique. movie. Yeah, that like it is. You're like just to have somebody who come who can come in. Like even as adults, we bring our own, mm-hmm. and and how much more so with children who have not learned how to sort of like couch that with like, and here's how society can accept right. who I am as well. Like no 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 no. You're just getting like the raw version, and not to like so not to deter people from like fostering, but I think that these. They can, It helps to know going in, mm-hmm. to, like, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Not to, like, brace yourself and go, oh, crap, we're not going to do this. But, like, to know, like, this is not a rosy little no, shiny. No. This is real life, and these are kids who have been through trauma and, like, a lot of stuff. You know? Like, that's the part that I was, like... Well,
1: I, the more oh, time shocking. away from... Being removed from the sibling set to being in our house. Yeah. I begin, because I always, like, I don't feel that love that I feel for my own children. Right. Or for my friend's children. Yeah. But then, the more I think about it, it shows me this is what choosing love is. Right. When they annoy you. Right. Like some of their behaviors gross you out. Right. And some of the time you just... Don't know what to do, and they won't stop screaming. Mm -hmm. You choose love, and it's not a feeling. It's more like a command. I mean, I have no other way to verbalize that. It's not this that feeling you get when you watch The Blind Side. That doesn't (laughs) serotonin rush. No, no. But as you know, and as time goes on, and like, oh, we really need to tell. Big man that the dog that got away that he prayed for every night
0: came back oh, a year and a half later. Oh, my gosh.
1: I know. I might cry.
0: <laughs> Does he? Has he heard that yet? No. I'm trying to figure out a way because
1: like, I don't, it's been difficult to make contact. Right. Which I get. I completely get. And, yeah. But I, but then I don't know if we remind him of that, if it will regress him in any yeah, progress he's made in healing. I don't know, and so yeah. Because my husband is like, you need to tell him because it was <laughs> it was for days and months oh, on end that he boy. would pray for Megan, my dog, who came back after being gone for a year and a half. A year and a half, which is a what? whole other
0: podcast. A whole other podcast <laughs> about dogs who find their
1: way home. Uh, she was found like a couple miles from our house.
0: Oh my gosh, mm-hmm.
1: your old house? No, our house now.
0: But she never came to your new house, did she? Mm-hmm. Oh, she did? not mm-hmm. That's where she is. She just couldn't remember how to get there. The big guy was at our house. I'll do it. Yeah. That's, I forgot. You were at the new house. Mm-hmm. That's the, why we with moved. the bigger. Yeah. That's why you moved. Mm-hmm. have room for... Her. So God, she came back to your... T- almost. She was almost there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so for people who are wanting to be involved in foster care, mm-hmm. like, I think an awareness of... Like, let's take off the rose-colored mm-hmm, glasses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and say, this is reality. Mm-hmm. Like, this is caring and choosing love for kids mm-hmm. who are unlovable at mm-hmm. times. I mean, ours are, but we have, like, this, you know, connection. Biological connection. Or even, like, for adoptive parents who have, yeah. like, had their children for a long time. Like, there's a connection. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a, I'm choosing to love you. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, mm-hmm. But it's a deeper one to choose someone who is, who does not love you back. No. Does not know you. Does not want to know you. Like who is, you know, just sort of lost in their own trauma. Yeah. Really, and like like I loved your boys. Like right. I was like, I mean, I felt this deep, immediate like love. I love you. Oh, like you boys just need like lots of hugs and to not eat garbage for food. I like <laughs> I, they didn't I eat real garbage. No, they didn't they eat real garbage, garbage but like just <laughs> junk. Like you can't live on this kind of food. Like you need you need some, some vegetables yeah. in your life. Right. <laughs> um wow, Mercy. <laughs> but like I felt like, I, I, and maybe something's weird with me, but I felt like a, an immediate deep like. Oh, yeah. I love these boys.
1: Well, you you hear what they were missing, mm-hmm. and um. And just the joy of them being placed. Yeah. is meant the statement isn't meant for me to make myself better, but they were in a home where they were being loved. Yeah. And cared for. And,
0: yeah. um And there needs be. And that. they
1: they were these two reciprocated love on the way they knew that love was meant to be, meaning not the way people who have not been through trauma, like a regular mother son relationship. Right. It was different. It looked different. And that was hard to see. Yeah. That their physical needs were being taken care of. And in the moment, in those nine months, to them, that was being loved. Yeah. Where as a parent, we, you know, those bad days come with moments that you're like, oh, and you cry and you sob because you have such amazing children. Yeah. And then it's just, it's so different. I mean, it's just a complete mind shift that you didn't even know needed to happen.
0: Yeah. So sibling set two mm-hmm. moved to a place where yeah. they're more likely mm-hmm. to have a permanent placement. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Both both sibling sets are in their soon-to-be adoptive home. I mean, I don't know about sibling set two where they are in that process anymore, but that was one of our stipulations when we yeah. recognized they need more day-to-day trauma therapy in the home mm-hmm. from their foster parents yeah and we could not we weren't trained to do that and to help progress them yeah in a better way which sounds horrible because I hate the fact that we had to choose that but we weren't we just weren't there yeah like we
0: but I think kids foster kids like you know it's this romantic idea that you're like and then we fostered one time and we adopted them and it was perfect it was a beautiful fit like these kids are coming from a place of um disaster mm-hmm. really in terms of like parent child relationship and so they need just like steps like here's a step where mm-hmm. like you get fed well and you're bathed and you're are, are like and and i don't know how much detail i can say like your parents aren't high mm-hmm. With you all the time, you live in a house, not a car. Like I don't know how, how much of this, You're then good. we can edit out. Um, like you live in a house, not a car. You you are you've been to the doctor. Like your teeth aren't rotting. Right. Like just here's a step up from like this hot mess to like here's what a normal family mm-hmm. looks like. And I think that's the good thing about foster care, is that like. There is those those interim steps, and you are able to like deeply choose love for these kids, and it, it's not always a permanent placement. Mm-hmm. Like it feels from the outside, like oh my gosh, how could you like not keep these children? But like that's not the always the purpose of foster care.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. in most states' purpose is reunification, and then yeah. if it's not that, then it's getting them to a place. To, and that's what they so. With siblings set two, we had family therapy and Mm -hmm. the older, the big guy had his own therapist who came to the house, which is fantastic. And I don't, we would not have made the progress without the help of these women. They were fantastic. And I was super sad that our time was over with them. But she had said, one of them had said that, um, you've got them to a place so that they are ready to be adopted Yeah, because they had so many things. Unmet needs. Unmet needs, so many Is that again? Uh, big delays,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like total body person delays that a new adoptive parent would be really, because you don't notice these behaviors until you're in it for a bit. Yeah. A new adoptive parent who signed the documents that said you're with me forever would be freaked out. Swamped. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we
0: did. Yeah. And that it's such a needed thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're a you're a, a link in the <clears throat> chain, of going from like chaos to a connected family. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like it's like this magical oh ah, and everything's fine, but like you're a you're a step in the process, and that is also needed. Like being the step. Mm-hmm. So I also want to talk about. Ways that, like, somebody who is like, I am not prepared at Mm -hmm. all to go through the process of becoming a certified foster family Mm -hmm. can be part of the support team Mm -hmm. or help to Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. like your family. Mm -hmm. Because you're not done fostering.
1: No. There will
0: be more. There will be more. We actually have, we're doing respite care currently. We Mm -hmm. have
1: two um, that are coming over Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And they're.
0: So what's respite care? Great
1: question. Respite mm-hmm. care is extended care for more than two nights um, for a foster family who might have a funeral uh, a few states away, and the kids that are in custody or that are foster children can't leave the state. Okay. Or like we use respite at the very end when things were very tough for our kids, like my three kids that um, we had them go for respite so that our family can stay connected. Cause we it it was difficult. We were losing that connection mm-hmm. as our um I don't know. The center. Like we the five of us weren't as connected as we should be, weren't solid and You were at my, the family core. That's the word I was looking for. The core. The core. Yeah. And you do need to be a certified foster parent, but um you Like, right now, we know we have some coming Memorial Day weekend and then in July. Yeah. Unless we get called for a placement um, before then. Yeah. But you can, besides, like, if you don't want to do long-term placement, which is a a giant decision, Mm -hmm. if you already have your own children, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a very big decision because it changes the dynamics. Right. In your family. In your family, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm but respite is normally for like a weekend or spring break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of get to su- support um, a foster family in that way by being available to take them. Um, and other ways that you can support um, a family that has chosen to do foster care is like Ariana did was to babysit when there are court dates or therapy appointments, doctor's mm-hmm. appointments, um whether it be for the kiddos that are in foster care. I know for us when they had visitation, I didn't really want to have to bring all of my children and so finding right a sitter for the three that don't need to go on visitation cuz visitation is very difficult. Um but also bringing a meal. Yes. Um I know
0: it's like when you have a baby. It is. We're like I need Something. Things are changing. Yes. I need somebody to bring me a casserole. Yes. stacked With All of the cheese. With all the cover cheese. All the cheese. Mm-hmm. All the- <laughs>
1: um. And then even picking up from school, taking to school. Yeah. Uh, I know that our friend Jackie, once we got siblings at two, the very next day she brought me like a large coffee from our local coffee shop. Aww. She just saw that I was rushing to go pick up. Seth from school and uh, like literally ran it over and walked away and nothing like just you're like hey, good. because we were up super early big guy was scared out of his mind being in my home and was just darling and cried a lot and told me to stop playing around and just take him home
0: oh honey
1: (laughs) that was when I was like oh my gosh this not in my throat is never gonna go away.
0: Yeah, but it did. It did eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: trying to think if there's anything else. Rides to sporting practices or lessons of any kind. Extra clothing. clothing? Oh my god.
0: Clothes. Clothes. Yes. Because um, you're getting a kid like and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like
1: only if they come through the state, like through DCS, they get four outfits and that is it. If they don't come with anything else, like. I know if you've seen instant family, they come with like garbage bags full of their stuff. Yeah, sibling set two had nothing. They um, little man was like found in a t-shirt and a diaper. Yeah, and so they came with four t-shirts and four pants. And it was cold. And it was
0: we got coats. We found coats. So a t-shirt and diaper in January. Yeah. Oh, hot mess. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and then even like bedding. I mean, yeah. We just have gone through having extra when, yes. Yeah. was just those things. I mean, or saving your toys, because I know that Memorial Day weekend, we're an 18-month-old is a girl, and we don't have 18-month-old toys. <gasps> I
0: have so, so many little people to give you. Oh. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was looking for like a baby doll, and I'm like,
0: we don't have baby dolls. I might have some of those, too. So. And like a little pretend phone. Oh, she loved it. <laughs> <I'm> just, so, <laughs> with the face and the little dial, it's old school. Of all of this, so we've also
1: done, let's briefly speak about short term foster care. Yeah.
0: Is that okay? Yeah. So, this
1: past December, we did short term through the state um, with high school girls. Uh, one of them was like two nights. Yeah. And 17 year old girl, which in the beginning, we were like, we were never doing someone that old. But when um, placement called and Kind of gave me background. She said, Grandma is going to take custody, but it takes three days to get into court. Yeah. And so we were only going to have her for three days. And right. I'm like, we'll do it. And she came in extremely self-sufficient. She rode the bus to school. She rode the bus to work, like the public bus, not the school bus. So she, she just, I had to do nothing. You're like, You can stay straight. here. And she fed, you know, she made her
0: own meals. And, wow. Because she would work late. And, and what does that speak to you about, like, a 17? I mean, I could yeah. I could cook at 17, but, like, I don't think I would. Right. I cooked in cold. <laughs> like. But she's like, got this. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Like, mm-hmm. that level of sufficiency in mm-hmm. a 17-year-old.
1: She just knew that
0: this wasn't. And
1: she once Grandma got custody after court, she called me up because I gave her my number and um, said thank you. Thank you yeah. for taking me in and sharing your home. And I just about cried because... That mm-hmm. takes a lot of courage for a 17-year-old girl to call
0: an almost 4-year-old woman and say thank you. But clearly... She did it. She's got some... Mm-hmm. She's got her, you know, system of mm-hmm. how the world works, mm-hmm. and she's taking care, good care of herself. Mm-hmm. Which, in a way, kind of breaks my heart, too. Like, mm-hmm. that a 17-year-old is that put together, rather than, like, how it wasn't 17, oh, which gosh. Was. Mm-hmm. None of that. Like... I'm not sure I can ride a public bus right now. <laughs> I mean, I can ride a public bus. Yeah, but it's intimidating. It absolutely is. You gotta look, you gotta de- deal with the um, ALC, the acceptable level of crazy. Yeah. And when it, it you exceed when it exceeds the mm-hmm. ALC, you get off the bus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you go sit by the bus driver. <laughs> right. The ALC. Yeah. When I rode the public bus a lot, I, that I would come home and tell stories to my husband about how people had exceeded the ALC that day.
1: Oh man. <laughs> no, thank you.
0: Oh, oh So you're still doing short term.
1: Yeah, we're doing respite.
0: Respite doing and sh- short term. hmm And then um, so if there's another placement, that'll mm-hmm. come your way too. hmm And you'll be a link in the chain again. hmm
1: hmm Well we've been called a few times, but we tend had to say no. I mean that's once you're a veteran like me, you want to say no. Um, yeah, which is hard because in my mind I'm like, if not I, then who? Right. But it, the those specific age groups would dramatically change our lifestyle. Which, yeah. Saying that out loud sounds horrible, but it's something they recommend. Yeah. Because if it changes too much, then
0: it throws it's too your whole system into lines. chaos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, like you said before, you need your core family unit Mm -hmm. to maintain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even the introduction of, like, if you introduced a baby into our house right now with a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, and it was a newborn, and I was up all night, and my husband was up all night, and, like, it would, like, even if it was our own biological child, which I had a dream that I was pregnant the other day, and I was like, holy moly, no, 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 no more, 42, no more, Mm -hmm. um, but like it would shift the entire system, and so to do that over and over in different directions, I think would be, yeah, like you said, like difficult. Mm-hmm. I so mean, I different. Maybe I was stay-at-home mom. Yeah, do it. But that's what it was. I mean, it was a
1: two-year-old and
0: a two-month-old. And I'm like, oh, Ooh. No. hold on. <laughs> not braced up for that no. yet. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are people who are out there, and then a two-month-old oh, and yes. a two a, a two-year-old dream. is the greatest. Mm-hmm. And like, bring them on! Mm-hmm. Let's do this! Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, that it's great to have such variety within the foster system mm-hmm. because you're you're getting all kinds of different mm-hmm. kids from mm-hmm. all kinds of different. Mm-hmm. So in the state of Tennessee, like I sometimes this is, you know, me I go and go and look at like okay. all the kids Girl. that need adopting, and there mm-hmm. it just there's so many, and that's why so
1: many. And going back to the very beginning, why we chose to foster is mm-hmm. because so many kids in just Davidson County alone yeah. need a place, need a home. Right. Um and so that's why we could have we could have. We could have, you know, fundraised and adopted directly from foster care. Yeah. Um but we just knew in our I mean, as time has gone on, like now that I'm teaching full time, there are a few students that I've given my phone number too and be like, if DCS shows up again, yes, give me a call and so at least you'll know someone.
0: Yeah. You'll know this oh you'll they'll know you. hmm so, so that is oh breaks my heart. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, I mean that's that's even a need in that like a lot of our teachers at my school or administrators are working towards becoming foster parents for that reason alone.
0: Yeah. And that are I don't know if that's like like a bigger city thing, or I think it's
1: definitely where poverty is more prevalent.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff. Ah.
1: Yeah, I walked into a classroom trying to explain to teachers like these kids can't engage; they can't be a part of class. Yeah, they're they not sit you, here, or... which is great, but don't get don't punish them if they can't pick their head up off their desk. Right. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and when you're so tough, <laughs> you don't cry.
0: How do you not? <laughs> how do you not like i mean i part of the thing for me is we were talking about i was talking with a friend and i was like i um i'm far too empathetic Mm -hmm. for like my own good i'm sure and i carry other people's like burdens for them way too much Mm -hmm. like to the point where it's like my husband's like what are you sad about i'm like uh, and I'll list, like, a whole <laughs> list of things, that and it's like, not you. what does it have to do with you? I'm like, nothing, but, like, I, it's across the world, and I'm just emotional that about it. So. Right. And so, like, but there's just such a place, there's just such a place for people who are willing to open their homes and care mm-hmm. for other children um, who need it. Mm-hmm. Who need it. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah. Girl. So, if you have any questions,
1: reach out to Ariana, and she'll reach out
0: to me. Yeah, I can connect you, mm-hmm. and there, I'm sure there's some resources. We'll track down some resources and put them in the show notes, too, for you to have these questions answered yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm sure there's some out there. Caroline's going to hook me up. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to say thank you for coming. Thank you for being on the show. Mm-hmm. It's really so good.
1: I can't believe this is so cool. <laughs> this is like you're so millennial. I'm not
0: a millennial <laughs> at all. Podcasting is so millennial. Yeah, but I'm so not a millennial. So you're <laughs> technically a like Gen X. <laughs> oh, somebody asked me that yesterday because I didn't RSVP to anything. I just showed up. She's like, "Are you a millennial?" I'm like, "No, I just hate. Yes. I like, I just can't get my head around like RSVP stuff. Like." I don't know. I just like I hate mail. I hate email. It's what? so full. I, love I have mail. like five thousand emails. My my mailbox is just like full of junk. Oh, nobody's sending me real things. No, it's that's just true. junk. I don't care about.
1: I'm always and offers like to that. buy
0: our house. Pfft, you can't have it. <laughs> don't look at me like that. That's your realtor side coming I used out. To be
1: a realtor. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, but I don't I
1: understand know. why. And I I fully support that and encourage you to stick to your guns.
0: Good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> well, thank you again so You're much. You're welcome. Thank you. It was so lovely. Yeah. All
1: right. And now it's sunny and
0: we missed it. I know. We were all supposed Yarn. to be at a picnic for the fourth graders. It was raining. So we're like, let's record a podcast instead. And now it's sunny and we're gonna I'm gonna get the stink eye from my kid. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't come to the picnic. I'm like, it's raining. Yeah, for eleven them to, thirty. To
1: wave at you from across, and then to never talk to you. Right,
0: because they're like on the monkey bars. Like whatever, mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, for you listeners out there, um, this is kind of a heavy subject, but I think so good. And um, for those of you who are curious about more, I'll put them in the show notes. And um, thank you so much for listening. And I see you out there doing really good things, and I'm grateful for who you are like, and you can connect with me, um, on Facebook and I'm working on being better about social media and having actually social, social media accounts, um, that I'm not a millennial because like Instagram and Twitter, I'm like, no, I can't deal. (laughs) So I'm totally not a millennial (laughs) at all. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. So thanks so much for listening and I see you and have a wonderful day.